Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast where 50% of the jokes are left over from last week. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the never-satisfied-with-his-camera angle, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? If you could only actually see, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing. We'll just say that I'm doing much like you. How how are you doing, Howard? Are you okay? Are you are you in a safe place? I you know, <laughs> I I'm okay. I'm getting over this nasty cold, hence the cough, and I will try to mute in the future when I cough, but just the timing on that was perfect to just say. Yeah, I've been battling a cold. It 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 crept up on me like on Monday. I was like, oh, this might not be good. And by like Monday night, I I had a fever. I mean, kidder, I was wearing, you know, a hoodie and sweatpants and had a blanket on. And I actually like turned on our one fireplace and was like curled up in front of the fire, <laughs> like you know, warmth. Hmm. I need warmth. Um fair enough. So I ended up um, I'm glad that you're feeling a little better. Yeah, I mean, I, I was out sick for two days, banished to work from home for a third day, and like today I finally got back to the office, and just in time for the weekend, um, and just in time for Howie Jr. to catch this cold, so he's been fighting a fever all day, so it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. And such, yeah, but uh, that's why I really didn't have much to add to the run sheet, Kidder, because... I haven't done much, so yeah, that's okay. I mean, some things happened this week. I blinked, and suddenly it's Friday again, which not such a bad thing to be back at the weekend. But um, there was quite a lot throughout the week, so I'm glad to be here. Also, before uh, you know, we talk about uh, your evening and week and how you're feeling a little bit more in depth today's the day that the new song and album released from another lost year so there's that so when this comes out it'll only be two weeks behind mm-hmm. <laughs> but there it is 
other yeah. other than that um you know we got a couple topics uh, on the show the rest of it's going to be kind of like whose line is that anyway again where everything's made up and uh the subscriptions don't matter because they're free so uh please hit the sub button if you would just do us a favor click thumbs up there cheap little quick plug for you and if you're uh, an amazon prime subscriber if you uh, could head on over to the KRD and Eyewitness Weather Now stream and uh, use your free monthly subscription. All you got to do is click, click subscribe. That'd be sweet. Get your account on Twitch. Just subscribe for free. Doesn't cost you anything. You just have to do it every month, which is, you know, super handy. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, uh, as we've been discussing before the official start of the show, which you'll see later, uh, all kinds of shenanigans. And so it has taken us a little bit longer than normal, which is usually pretty long to begin with. So I would like to start drinking. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I was going to say, let's hop right into what's on tap. What is on tap? Um, would you like to go first? Sure, because I think I have the probably the least exciting of the two of us. Um, okay. Because, again, fighting cold. So, hey, everybody, you know what doesn't mix? Cold medicine and alcohol. So uh, Howard <laughs> is drinking a wonderful uh, 1919 classic American root beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I almost had one with lunch yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Real sugar, real have. vanilla, caffeine-free, and uh, produced and distributed out of New Olam Brewing and Beverage Company of Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. So, gonna crack into this, and uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it. It's a great root beer. So, I'm gonna have a good evening with this at least. <sighs> yeah. Well, dang, I do have to say that uh, 1919 is tasty the the cans very good but on tap as uh, you and i know mm, even better just just delicious so there's there's a cheap plug for 1919 <laughs> yeah. uh well so you're you're going regional tonight because uh you know outside of the minneapolis area there uh i'll go a little bit closer to home with uh, fargo this evening i uh, got the old fargo brewing companies stones throw scottish ale uh, i've had this on tap before in fargo so uh figured that uh as i saw it at the store i was like well how about i have it on the show and give it its official due with an official review on beer blues and bs brewed in fargo by fargo brewing company you know, if you didn't get that idea by looking at the can, uh, please recycle. It's 12 full ounces. It is a 4.5% alcohol by volume and 19 IBUs. So might be a little bit on the, the high side there. And also this nice little little logo right there with the, the, the Fargo Brewing Company. So let's crack into this bad boy put her back into the uh, old sleeve so it doesn't get chilled or uh, de-chilled anymore <laughs> warmed up all right <clears throat> yeah nice aroma 
first first aroma it uh has a very similar aroma to a, a smittix or perhaps uh um yeah there's another one along the smittix line that i usually get but um first one that came to mind so cheers howie Yes, it has a nice amber taste to it and nice, nice flavor as well. Um, not hoppy, not a nasty aftertaste at all. So give this one a, a solid four thumbs up out of uh, out of the five here of the the first official sips here on the triple B. Yeah. I've had uh, I've had the Fargo Brewing Company um, Stone's Throw before. It's up. Uh... It's a good beer. It's a very good beer. In fact, I think that's actually the only beer I've had from the Fargo Brewing Company. Um, I do like the Scottish Ales, so yeah. I was um, a little um, selective going through because there were, I don't know, maybe eight or ten different Fargo Brewing Company uh, beverages, and most of them were IPAs or something of the, the sort, so just kind of skipped over those and <laughs> went right on to this. So I, even though, like I said, I've had it just like you've had it first time on uh, the show and bringing a can home because uh, all the other times have been in Fargo uh, on tap. So yeah. cheers, Fargo Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's a fun little story for you, Kidder, since you said cheers. So I, all right. I, I mentioned Howie Jr. Uh, has gotten this cold that I I started with, and so he's been fighting a fever all day. Well, he because of the, he doesn't feel well, and this happens to a lot of kids when they are sick. They don't want to drink anything, and so dehydration is a huge problem. But uh, over the last oh month or two or so. Uh, Lefty and I have been jokingly teaching him to go cheers and tap glasses and then drink. And we have we have totally expressed that because at first he thought it was just fun to tap the glasses. It's like, no, no, no. We did cheers. You have to drink. And he's finally gotten it. So it's it's now a thing where he'll tap glasses. So because he won't, you know, he's been sick and not drinking uh, tonight at dinner, that was how Lefty and I were getting him to drink water and such was we kept keep going cheers and he tapped glasses. It's like, okay, you got to drink. And we, we all drink and, uh, and such. That's, uh, that's how we were getting him to actually drink and force fluids. So little manipulation. Well, good. Got to keep them hydrated. Yeah. Or you got to keep them hydrated because then you can sing to it. All right, <clears throat> good. So hopefully, speedy, speedy recovery for both you, both of you, you and the little Mister. Yeah, especially since Lefty works this weekend, so it's me and him. And um, yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna not do a whole lot of nothing while he recovers. So it's gonna be a slow weekend for getting stuff done. It's all right, you know. There's. There's this show, so it should get you through the entire weekend. 
Speaking of slow, uh, Kidder, uh, I haven't had as much time to to keep up with hockey so far this year. Mm-hmm. But I know I know you. You're always on top of how our Colorado Avalanche are doing. I wonder if you can tell us what's been happening with our Colorado Avs here this you know beginning of this season. Yeah, you know we had a quick update last week, but it's been a week since since then, and so. The good, the bad, and the ugly in our Triple B Sports Update. You just said that so we'd use the logo. Well, yeah. I mean, we got it, right? So we might as well dust it off uh, the the once once in six months when it's going to get used. So I just had um, to call you out on it because when I do it, whenever I've like been like and logo, you always like give me crap about like, hey, you you said to do that, but you just drop it and just expect like future Howard to just be like, guess I'll put that in there. I, I realized this while I was doing some editing last night where. I, I think I was working on, I was listening to something else or working on something else, but also now you just hear you go, and there's the address on the screen. I'm like, ah, oh, great. Now I got to go find the the address for <laughs> Saul because I didn't remember in the episode you doing that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's one of those things where you just kind of like slide that in there. And it's like, you know, he assigns a lot to future Howard to do. And yet anytime um, I've ever done it, it's, Oh, I got to call, uh, you know, current Howard out on signing work to future Howard. So yeah. yep. I yep. kind of was that's, waiting that's for right. you to do it tonight so I could bust your chops about it. So, so you could so you could tr- try to throw a bus at me, but not going to happen. I'm going to going to go coo that straight out of the way because I'm a professional. <laughs> I was going to say, this is kind of a half throw since I'm getting over this cold. So uh, anyway, back mm-hmm. to the abs. How are they doing? <clears throat> well, they've been kind of on a struggle bus here. They are, <laughs> well, sixth in the Western Conference. They are three and four there, Jaco. Three and four. out of So seven games total played, obviously, if you're doing math. So three, three four, and oh. Uh, they, you know, did have an awesome victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the defending Stanley Cup champions, they beat. So there's hope. And in, uh, was it last night's game already? Or was this two nights ago? I'm already forgetting. I think it was last night. The uh, Avs and Blues. I know I was was texting you during the game. But uh, the Blues up to this point were 5-0. So there were some skeptics out there such as myself for their ability to continue their winning streak but there were a lot of people jumping on the blues train of oh they're gonna be the greatest team ever the avalanche came in set the pace outskated the blues were the better team in the game and picked up the victory narrowly Four to three over the St. Louis blows. So blues lose, blues lose. You do the old blues clues thing. Uh, interesting portion of this game, though, because uh, Nazem Kadri 
and uh, another player or two from the Blues have been kind of getting into it since last season. You know, a couple hits here and there, and uh, the Blues think that it's a dirty hit because somebody got, I don't want to say hurt, because then it sounds like they got injured, but they got their bell rung a little bit. And then this year, again, they're going after Kadri, same player, and so there's been a couple fights. Well, there was a little skirmish, and Kadri got into a fight with a Blues player, Fast forward uh, uh, after they have served the five for fighting and there's a almost broken play, but would have been a scoring opportunity for the abs. Now, one of our players was in the crease. I believe it was O'Connor and uh, we have the video. Um, I dropped it in the, uh, the drive. So we have the footage. So as as we're discussing, you can see the footage of what transpired. Uh, big thanks to our friends at the Altitude Television Sports Network and also to Bally uh, Sports for the uh, video courtesies and the NHL. But that all aside, O'Connor's in the goal and he's getting harassed by one of the Blues players. And basically, O'Connor's tied up and is getting pushed back by the Blues player. He's holding on to the net, gets pushed back onto the net, and the net goes off the moorings just as a puck goes sailing into the net. That would have been a goal. Now, Binnington, who's the goalie for the Blues, gets quite agitated with it because he thinks that O'Connor was there right next to him and impeding him, which is why the puck went in the net, even though it was a blues player. So there's that the, uh, you know, blues player skates off. There's a bit of a scrum behind the cage as it's sitting off the uh, net and Bennington comes over and starts throwing it around. Okay. Yeah. Goalie gets amped up and you get uh, that mistake that you think, was what it was, but it actually wasn't. Whatever. They're sorting out the uh, the scrum behind the net and trying to separate people. And as Bill- Bennington is getting into people's faces, he's wanting to fight people. And so the the linesmen push him out of the way and tell him to to go sit on it for for a bit off to the side. Well, the the puck happens to be right about by the face-off circle between there and, and the goal, maybe by one of the outer lines of the face-off circle. Bennington comes over, shuffles it with a stick, and chops it down the ice at Darcy Kemper, the avalanche goaltender. Kemper's like, I'm just I'm just standing here, dude. Because he's at the other end of the ice. He's like, what? Why? So then as, as uh, Bennington is, you know, Still agitated, he goes swinging around. He sees Nazem Kadri coming over to have a couple words with this blues player again. Bennington pits it, picks up a stick, and starts swinging the son of a bitch around like a machete at Kadri's head. So it earned him a 10 minute misconduct or 10 minute major in a game misconduct. And I believe Kadri was also hit with the. 10-minute major in game misconduct. 
Kadri had to sit out, but Bennington got to stay in the game. So as Mark Mosier and uh, 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 Peter Rock, or, uh, Peter McNabb were discussing on the uh, Altitude broadcast, there's an extra goalie over there. If you do something stupid like that, you should be out of the game. Like you're you're just done. You don't get to have another player serve the game, serve the penalty. You should be out of the game. You do something stupid like that, you're just done. And I I wholeheartedly agree. Like he's swinging sticks within three feet of another player's head, and it's not only a regular hockey stick; it's a goalie stick, so obviously much larger. And it's not another goalie; it's a player. Now, Kadri has the the visor over the, you know, just the eye shield, but swing toward his neck or or his, you know, jaw. Come on. That that's unacceptable. Dude should be banned for at least 10 games and fined for it. Uh Landeskog had a check that uh, the league considered boarding and suspended him for two games. You watch the video, and it wasn't that serious. So, uh, I mean, you actively go and threaten somebody or have a hit against the boards. Like, the, the league seems to be poorly choosing between one thing or the other. I mean... What what are what are your thoughts? I know I sent you the video of one one of the camera angles, and I don't know if you had a chance to watch the the videos that I dropped in the drive there, but um, you know it has a couple angles of how close Bennington was to Kadri and, and that sort of thing, so you get a better perspective. Yeah, and I, I haven't had a, a chance to watch um, the videos and stuff. I did see the one you sent me. Uh, you know, there's always been a little bit of leeway and protection when it comes to goalies. And I, I think part of it's because most teams, you know, you have two goalies. You know, you have your goalie and you have your backup. And I think the league is always a little bit more cautious about doing anything that's going to cost a team a goalie. Because if you lose that goalie, then you're down to a backup, and if something happens to that, then you're stuck with the emergency goalie. Uh, for those who maybe aren't big hockey fans, uh, at any arena, they have an emergency goalie, and this is somebody who it's a neutral person, could play for either team, and it's in the case that like both goalies for a team goes down, this person suits up and plays goalie. Um, there's been a couple of famous cases of it, uh, including one where I think he was like the rink's Zamboni driver um, came out and uh, had to defend yeah. like the Chicago Blackhawks like lead and managed to managed to do it, managed to to hold the lead for uh, the rest of the game. I mean, there, there's been some of these incidents. Yeah, he picked up the win on that one. I think he set some kind of a record that game too. Yeah, there there was another one. I think down it was the Florida Panthers and. This one is interesting. Uh, Roberto Luongo was the main goalie. He got injured like early in the first period. Brought in the backup goalie. He got injured. Uh, I want to say his third period, and so the 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 emergency goalie ended up being um, the Florida Panthers 
uh, goalie coach who had played goalie, but he's like, hasn't played goalie in like, you know, 10 years. And he was suiting up. And uh, as he was suiting up to go in, uh, Roberto Lolongo came, you know, down the aisle, you know, in the, in the dress shirt and the pants and the, you know, like clearly he'd gone and showered and all of that. And he's like, wait, he's going in. <laughs> um, yeah. Give me a minute. And so, Roberto Longo went back to the locker room, suited back up, and came out and relieved the backup. So, yeah, in one of those fun instances of the main goalie basically backing up the backup's backup in a in a weird circumstance. So that happens, but I think because of those sorts of situations, I think the league tends to protect goalies and let goalies get away with stuff a, a bit more than that and usually goalies don't commit penalties let's let's just be clear you know goalies tend to be some of the cleanest players on the ice mostly because again it's important that they are not causing penalties because they're the ones who suffer that punishment right you know if you're a goalie and you commit a slashing penalty that's two minutes that you're gonna have to face more you know skaters they just don't. They, I mean, it's not that it's unheard of, but goalies tend to be cleaner players um, because of that. Yeah, I totally, uh, you know, understand that piece of it. But when you go out of your way, not only to skate to the action to try and instigate, and you're, you know, chirping at other team members, but then you swing a stick at somebody's head, not just swing it at them. Like you're going to slash their, their knee pads or something, or, or give them a whack to the side. Like, look, I I'm watching you something, something to let them know that you are pissed. You swing your freaking stick like that. That's just unexcusable. If it were a regular player, they'd be suspended for half the season. Um, and, uh, as I was uh, looking a little bit, you know, while you, while you were talking, first of all, it was uh, Logan O'Connor from the Avalanche, and Jake Wallman was the Blues player that were having the tussle behind Bennington or next to Bennington in the uh, paint of the goal crease. Okay, so then the the scrum happened and. Again, like I said, Kadri got the 10-minute penalty, and uh, Bennington did get the 10-minute as well. But Kadri, after the game, talked to TSN saying, quote, I have no idea. I don't know why I got the 10-minute penalty there. I stayed out of the scrum. We exchanged some words. I got a stick swung in my face. Then I end up with a 10-minute penalty. I'm not quite sure what it was for. Uh, I started skating towards him, but I'm about 50 feet away from this guy. I'm getting misconducts for just talking now. Not quite sure what that's about. What are you going to do? So there, there's that. Uh, there was also, I think you'll get a kick out of this, because Bennington took to uh, an interview afterward and was uh, asked if he regretted swinging the stick and he said quote no i don't condone it 
It doesn't need to happen. I just think getting in the scrum is enough. I didn't need to do the stuff after, but stuff happens, and you learn, and you keep moving forward. Hmm. Stuff happens. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and it it it's interesting, and and to say that this um, the league, and I I'm not kidding. I luckily you covered while I was coughing because um, I've been talking a lot. You know. Uh, yeah, threatening a, a player with something like this is just not not great. And there have been instances. Probably one of the more famous ones is the uh, the McSorley, the Marty McSorley incident, um, where he actually clubbed a player with his stick in the head. Um, uh, the player was uh, Donald uh, Brashear, basically knocking him to the ice. Um, with his stick and Bashir's head hit the ice. He suffered a, a grade three concussion. Um, McSorley was suspended the remainder of that season. Um, and he actually never played in the NHL ever again. He was also convicted of a criminal assault with a weapon in that case and sentenced to 18 months probation as a result. Um, and that's what I'm so, saying with, with the criminal part of it, depending on what state you're in, you're using a weapon that could be a felony. Yeah, it's a game, but it, you don't have to swing, swing your stick at somebody or club them over the head like that. You want to go to jail? Yeah. And so I, 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 you know, agree with you. He took a swing at a player in a case like that, where especially where it's a you know you're getting the the major and the game misconduct, he should be off the ice in that case because it is it's 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 not fair that he gets to do that, you know, and then he could commit another penalty again, you know. It's you know and I, I say that not just because it was the Avs, right? It's if any player had done that, you know, if it was a different goalie and against a different team, I, I don't care. If you take a swing at somebody, even if you didn't hit them, but you feel it's enough to give them that, I still, yeah, I would agree. They should sit off the ice uh, for a while. Yeah. The uh, title on, on this article is, quote, Jordan Bennington posts another unhinged temper tantrum for the ages. <clears throat> so yeah, somebody forgot their baby bottle in the locker room, and you know, just uh, went forward crying about it. I mean, he should have been done. Should have been done uh, that the rest of the night. Just you don't get to play anymore tonight, and the league will review the actions that you had on the ice. Uh, there was some comments as well on the uh, officiating staff because the two official or, you know, two referees and the two linesmen were fairly new. Uh, I don't have their names off the top of my head, but uh, they, they were trying to keep the game on the rails. And to some degree, it wasn't really working. And I don't know if it's not from having experience or if it's just because the Avs and Blues are kind of this decade's Avs Red Wings. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of getting to that point. 
Um, but you know, we'll have to see. April is the next time the Avs Blues are scheduled to play. Man, that's so, a long time. Yeah, it's obviously a few months away. Some of it might cool down, but you know how things also happen where those uh, tempers aren't forgotten. <laughs> yeah, especially not in uh, hockey. Um, hockey is a sport that holds grudges um and fans like hold grudges and i mean you you just you know players especially on the rival team that you just hate you know that that's that's just the way it goes Mm -hmm. um and you you especially remember dirty hits and bad calls and things like that it's one of those things that just gets held on to so there's no cool in it kind of like a certain former golfer player who now plays for the winnipeg jets douchebag yep i was thinking about him too Um, (laughs) el guapo right good old coach guazdecki the famous stand on the boards being the dasher dancer like that and then hopping down onto the ice and walking across to challenge the officials at the Ralph before getting the ejection and doing the walk of shame back across the ice, throwing his notebook and then walking out. Yeah. Yeah. Memories. Sweet memories. (laughs) Or the classic Hackstall finger. Remember uh, remember that one? Yep. Yep. Speaking of that, you know, uh, and we're we're kind of talking about the abs and we we pinhole ourselves into the abs blues game. Uh, I suppose before moving on and speaking of things and teams and players that you hate, the Avs play the Wild tomorrow night, eight o'clock, uh, according to this. I don't know if it's Central Time, so I will try to watch that game, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And I but, will uh, try and stay uh, away from it. Yeah, because every time you tune into something, man, I, I don't know. You just for everybody, I, I think we've touched on it. Have we touched on it on the show before? How we, anytime we, you watch it, hockey game, just they don't. Yeah, win. yeah, we touched on it in episode thirty-one. Uh, so, all right, go back we, and watch uh, episode thirty-one. You can hear our discussion. Yeah, <laughs> on that. I mean, we we didn't get real deep into it, but it was one of those things where I had uh, I had said I was going up to the Avs game. Uh, that or not the Avs game. The uh, Sioux game. The Sioux game, yeah. And, uh, yeah. We almost pulled that one off. We almost did. Um, <laughs> almost as in... Uh, we, well, I mean, because we, 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 we tied it up with like 48 seconds to go in that game. Only to then like lose like within a minute in overtime. And truthfully, like the like because the the score when we tied it was three three. The you know all of Bemidji's goals were in the first period, and it was just like two of them were just back to back right off the beginning. The third goal was kind of up, but we weren't 
ready for them at the start of that game. So the other team uh, with the Sioux connection there and the Hackstall reference and uh, not quite having a decent record, the Seattle Kraken, release the Kraken. And it's kind of interesting because I think some people are already saying that uh, Hackstall needs to be fired from, from Seattle like he did from the Philadelphia Flyers. But to be honest with you, they went with uh, an all-over team this year, right? So a 3-4-1 and one record on a two-game winning streak, not so terrible. I mean, they won their first ever game in the preseason against the Canucks 5-3. They lost the actual season opener by one goal against the Las Vegas Golden Showers. One... Uh, against the Predators, lost against the Blue Jackets, lost against the Flyers, lost against the Devils, lost against the Canucks, but then won against the Canadiens and the Wild. Their next game is uh, Sunday against the Rangers, which the Rangers have been doing all right. So it's the beginning of the season, and it's always, well, how are they going to do? Nobody knows. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to and, see how it shakes out over the next couple of years. Well, and it's it's one of those things. This is a team from scratch. It's year one. They don't have history yet together. I mean, they're still learning yeah. how to play together as a team and build that chemistry and all of that. It's going to take a while. And I know everybody's going to say, well, the Golden Knights in their first season nearly won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the uh, expansion draft was done a little differently for the Golden Knights. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think I think you saw a, uh, a bit of luck there. The I reason mean, why it was changed for this time. Right. Uh, this is not quite the same circumstances of it and such. But I would agree with you. It's early in the season. And truthfully, right now is not the time that you really worry about hockey. You know, you worry closer to the playoff picture and then the actual playoffs. You right now you can afford to lose some games as you're learning this this system. So it yeah, they got you know, they got time. They got time. I, I agree. The problem uh I think is that they, they start losing some of that focus though of yeah, we, we still have some time because the playoffs are a ways away. We, we don't have to work together as much or train as hard. And then suddenly it's, you know, March and, oh, yeah, uh, we got to start picking it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, the the first couple that, games were rough this year. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll figure it out by March. I'm not saying that. I, <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is that they're, they're still, they're working at it. It's going to take that chunk of time i mean it's it's like the uh the sioux this year right you know we lost a bunch of players who just said well yep well we didn't win the championship i'm gonna go play in the nhl fine um but it does mean that we've kind of rebuilt the team and that's gonna take a while as we have some of these off nights and such it's that's gonna happen that's that's kind of the problem whenever you you start up or you start rebuilding, it's it, it takes a while. So people just have to remember that. Mm-hmm. 
And the Sioux, again, talking about them, the big Hall of Fame game tomorrow night in Nashville. So that would be fun to be at. Uh, I know a lot of people who are there, and it sounds like the Sioux fans, like normal, outnumber the uh, opposition about 100 to 1. So we'll see. Their coach was also throwing some shade at us in an interview, as in, yeah, it'll be a neutral site, and uh, we're just going to play like it's any other game. It's just another game. All right. Well, I hope you lose and you lose significantly with that attitude because as you and I know, when it's a UND game on the road, there are a lot of fans who end up going to those games. It doesn't matter if it's in Alaska or if it's in Florida. The, the well, seats will be filled with green and white. So that's why I'm a proud Sioux fan and uh, roll tribe, as it were. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I actually have family who's down, who are down there at the game. So, and we didn't get an invite. Uh, no, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I, and that's okay. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like they are you're sick. It's. It's my wife's aunt and a couple of her cousins. So they they traveled down uh, from Park River, North Dakota, to, to see the game. There was a charter that went down there. So they were on the charter. So, hmm. I, I mean, I hope they have a great time. Um, yeah, I'll, it'll be a while before I get back up to the Ralph and get to see another game. But... Uh, you know, I hope to do it. It was a, uh, it wasn't a bad time. It was a bit stressful. Um, here, here's here's the thing for you: if you haven't been to the Ralpher game, Kidder, they changed the start times on the games. It, it's no longer seven thirty-seven and seven oh seven. No, it it's not on uh, on Saturday. On Saturdays, they start at like six oh seven. Hmm. And so. Uh, my in-laws hadn't realized that. So like we showed up at the, like we raced through dinner because they were thinking, Oh, we got time. It's five o'clock. We'll, you know, be able to go and, you know, we can leave the hotel here. We can eat dinner and, uh, you know, have like an hour to do so. And then we'll, we'll head up to the game and shop the, the Sioux shop and all of that. And, uh, no, we, by the time we got parked, like we were racing in there. I actually missed the opening uh, because we were oh, standing in no. line at the Sioux shop to pick up Junior's jersey that my wife had ordered. And we would have made it. But the first time when we told the person, like, yes, it's, you know, it should be under this name. And they're like, no, no jersey here. Well, yeah, it was. It was just under something. And oh, yeah. So I missed the opener. Like I got to my seat just in time for the Star Spangled Man. So you made it for the important stuff, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of annoyed at that cause I wasn't the ticket holder. I didn't have like the ticket. So it's not like I knew what the start time was, but 
yeah so just a warning for anyone out there if you're going to a game they've changed the start times please make sure you check uh, or at least look at your ticket for yes. the start time and then show up about an hour before just to make yes. sure you get the full experience. Mm-hmm. So we did have a, oh, I, I should share this, Kidder, because you'd like this. We, uh, yeah, we had a bunch of uh, sorority, at least I'm going to say they're sorority type girls sitting behind us uh, during the first period mm. who thought it was really cool to speak in Australian accents as they talked about how much they were going to drink at uh, during the course of this game. And how the one was still hungover, and oh yeah, we got to hear all about their drinking escapades. Um, and what the were one, these fine ladies drinking? I, uh, you, you know, uh, I, uh, I forget what exactly they were drinking at that point. Um, I was trying to actually focus in on the game. It was actually more yeah. of an annoyance, you know, because you're sitting there like trying to watch, <laughs> and you have, you have, my God. He hasn't responded to me on Snapchat yet. I wonder if he likes me. I mean, you think he would respond and you're just like, shut up. I'm trying to watch hockey. You know? Oh, if they keep playing like this, I might stop drinking. It's no fun to be drinking when we're losing. It's like, shut up. Mm. And then they broke out the Australian accents. And it was just like, oh "Oh my God, knock it off. (laughs) Normally, uh, it, it helps when you drink because then it kind of makes it just fade away in the distance. It, you know, it was one of Must those Must be things, a freshman. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it was just one of those where it was just like, like, and it was just constant. I, yeah. Luckily, after the first period, they moved. Hmm. And like it, it got quiet behind us, and I was like, ah, I can just watch. About that time, then some guy with his expensive nine dollar beer walking through, you know that that row tripped over one of their aluminum beer cans and spilt his entire nine dollar beer. So of course, over the course of the rest of the second and third period, that beard tended to trickle down and down to us, and we all had sticky shoes by the mm. time it was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. Those people times. shouldn't be allowed to drink. That's that's what it is. You yeah. need a bib and a flat surface away from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh it was interesting. What I always uh, find interesting in games like that, because of course there were some Bemidji fans there, because you know it's not that far to Bemidji. Um, mm-hmm. But the swagger that comes off of, of fans, like you know, they were ranked number twentieth, I think, at the time. We were ranked seventh. You know, so they beat us in one game, and it's like you know, if you really look at it, it's like. Yeah, you kind of caught us flat-footed at the beginning, and you had one junk goal, you know. And yes, you went in overtime, but you'd, you'd be walking like as we were leaving, you know, somebody like, "Oh yeah, so they're ranked seven, overrated." It's like, I get that you won, but let's let's realize how you won here, you know. They didn't it's start been... the uh, overrated chant, did they? No, no, this was just somebody, I think being boastful to be boastful so 
There probably weren't enough fans there from Bemidji to start the overrated chant anyway. So that's a an REA classic right there. Yeah. So, you know, as I said, it, I think most people would realize, man, we're lucky. We went in and we beat them. Woo. You know, that was uh, – especially when you looked at, like, the shots at the end of the game. Like, we were out shooting them, you know, I think it was, like, three to one. So, like – we had our opportunities. They just need to realize that, you know what, if they wouldn't have gotten lucky off the beginning, that game could have gone terribly the, you know, the other way. Oh, I love hockey. I love hockey. Wish that uh, I could get to go to some more games. Um, we've been throwing around the idea of going to an Avs game in uh, Denver or Minneapolis or... Vegas, but um, no solid plans as of right now. Thinking about coinciding it with a Metallica concert because Metallica happens to be rolling through all of those venues or cities in the next uh, six months. And it happens to coincide with some games that the Avalanche are playing so might make it a metallica abs weekend but we'll have to see yeah i will say uh kidder not that i wish to get political nor do i wish to talk about current events or anything like that but you may want to uh make sure that you take and check any requirements at stadiums because I did see um, the Avs posted that, yeah, to get into Bally's Arena or Ball Arena, you'd have to provide either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. So just, you know, something to check, especially if you're traveling to one of those venues to see a game. You might want to look because you may have something like that that you have to be prepared for. So just floating that out there to... You and to our listeners, um, not to, as I said, I don't want to get into the politics of it. I don't want to get into any of that. I just, <laughs> check. if you're going to an event, check the event uh, website for details, basically. So then you don't end up at the show and you can't get in. Yeah, that, that was more of what I was trying to do. A friendly PSA. This PSA brought to you by the Triple B. We're trying to help you have better times all around. And if I wasn't all doing around, that, like I probably could have came up with a better line, but uh, that, that, that was terrible. That was terrible. Yeah, you're really phoning that one in. <laughs> you know, I, I blame the cold and the cough medicine. You know, it's uh, not as easy to come up with this wit. Yeah, such. it's a bit dry. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 a, just a bit dry. You know, that's okay. Kind of like, like my beer because it's out. <clears throat> that sounds like a you problem. I still have uh, quite a bit of this lovely 1919 root beer. I know that there's there's four more ounces in that than what I had. So you have, what, three quarters of it left? Um, no, no, less than that. I'm probably down to about a quarter, actually. Wow. It's good. I mean, it, that's, it's a hard one to... If every beer tasted like a 1919 root beer, um, Howard might eventually become the fastest drinker in the West instead of the mm-hmm. slowest drinker in the West. But uh, 
they don't. So, yeah. and if you I don't you. believe me, like go check out episode 30 where I drank two horrible pumpkin beers. Mm. Yeah, that was a choice. Kind of regret that one. <laughs> a choice. Yeah, that, that's a way to put it. I'm going to be festive. No, you're just putting yourself through hell for Halloween. But I, I did it for the people. I did it for the rock. Not that he listens to the show. Although if you do. Nah, it'd be I a guess. lot cooler if you did. <laughs> hey there, rock. Thanks for listening. If you're not listening... Well, then I'm take my high back. But if you are listening, well, thanks. Pleasure to have you here. I'm surprised you didn't say, Hi, Rock, if you are listening, please sponsor Beer, Blues, and BS. <laughs> well, we I mean, yeah, if you want to sponsor the show, just hit us up at beerbluesbs.com and click the Contact Us button because then you, too, can sponsor this show. Sponsor us now before we get popular because the sponsorship rates will only be going up. Huh? Right? This is why this is why for the audience, if you ever wonder why Howard never does the cheap plugs, it's always Kidder that does the cheap plugs. There you go. You just saw both of us try it. Howard bombed and Kidder just like smoothly did the delivery. <laughs> this is why. This is why you've only ever seen. It's only ever. If you're ever like, man, that Kidder, he's just a plug machine. This is why. It's because Howard <laughs> sucks at the plugs. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 hey, it's one of those clearly radio newbie versus, you know, <laughs> radio veteran. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, the legend has spoken. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, you're, you're seeing the difference in the power levels here. You, you can, you can figure it out right, right then and there. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's funny. Speaking of legend, did I? We, we've talked about Legends of the Hidden Temple, and then the reboot. We've covered that a little bit. Not really. We've always kind of hinted mm. and joked around about Legends of the Hidden Temple, but we've never really dove into Legends of the Hidden Temple. Truthfully, <clears throat> so they're on. Uh, I want to say week three of their revival, if you will, uh, since the nineties, with uh, your guide, Kirk Fogg. And all of our favorite teams, including the Silver Snakes, Ghost Snakes, the reboot, I had a lot of hope for. And maybe that's why I hate it so much, <laughs> because I, I kind of had this, you know, idea in my head that it's still going to be the same. Because you can't screw up the show. What made the show, right? Half an hour. All the, the teams there, they have the initial short competition. You weed them down to the four teams. You have the steps of knowledge. You bring the story in. You weed them down by how well they can actually listen to something and then regurgitate it uh, in the questioning phase. And then you narrow it down to the two teams. You have your two teams that could be going to the temple. And then you have your final temple games before actually the running of the hidden temple to find the artifact. Well, what did they do? Let's make it like the Amazing Race and Big Brother combined. But it's Legends of the Hidden Temple themed. No, f*** you, you mother piles of shit. 
I'm I apologize to future Howard because that's how I feel about this. <clears throat> I had to say it, okay? Because I try to watch it. I try to love it. The new host is terrible. It's it's this lady. And I, I don't know if they picked her because she won a bet or if because she per, perhaps has a Spanish heritage. I have no idea, but she's terrible for the show. Just just terrible. OK, I'm not saying that I would be any better. I'm just saying that she's terrible for the show. When you have the original, you have Kirk Fogg like, oh, Mr. Almack, let's tell us the story. Why, yes, Kirk, let me tell you the story of. Johnny Appleseed, and then we talk about the story and this and that. Hey, thanks, Olmec. All right, contestants, are you ready? Ready! Okay, Olmec, put three minutes on the clock. Okay, on your mark, get set, go! And then commentary throughout. Looks like the Silver Snakes are in the lead again because the Silver Snakes are the badass team that's always going to win. Silver Snakes win. Look at that. All right. Congratulations for the three teams. You're not going home empty handed. What do you win? Like, it's not that difficult. Seriously. But they made it into, and one of the reasons why I hate it, it's now more of a dramatic series of we need to know the contestants. We need to know their stance on politics and whatever the case is, because that's important. Who cares? It's a game show. I'm not watching this show to learn about your personal struggles or the fact that you like your friend so much and your BFFs for life. Awesome. But now we need to go into this whole thing of, oh my God, I can't remember this without you because this is the best show ever. I don't care. Did you win? Did you lose? Try play the game. And like, it's fine that it's for adults. Like, great, because all of us are now adults who watch the show when we were kids. And that's kind of the point, right? So make it into something that's like the original show. I kind of laughed because the the first show I, I watched most of it all the way through as I was getting more and more agitated and, and annoyed by, you know, the, the, the host and uh, how the show is built like a reality show. That's not a reality show. And uh, this is after the first, you know, initial round where every excuse me, where everybody comes through and uh, they cut. I believe it's one team because all the teams aren't vying for a spot in the temple anymore. They whittled it down. So there's one le- or, or one less uh, person or team to get rid of like each round. It, it's just all screwed up. So I, again, I had to laugh because you know, the, these people lose and Oh, you're not going on home empty handed. You get those nifty team shirts that you're wearing. You're so freaking cheap that you can't even give them like a skateboard or I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, candy, rollerblades. There, there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, the original show gave the initial losers 
but it wasn't like a slap in the face like ah you suck so bad so thanks for coming you get that shirt that cost us four dollars or less awesome and then the uh, i mentioned you know a, a skateboard or something like that it's either the second or the third round well you lost so you get a razor scooter Okay, I mean, it's not a Casio boombox, but I, I haven't seen, I, I don't know, if you, you may be, be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen anybody over the age of 15 riding around on a Razor scooter in five years. Or how long have they been out? I don't tend to pay attention to those things. You know. Well, I mean, you you would have to acknowledge as you're driving or walking and you're like, hey, that person's on a scooter of some kind. Right. But I, I, it's not like I sit there and go, oh, hey, look, a scooter. I haven't seen one of those in a while. It's more of like, oh, yeah, get on the scooter <laughs> on the right. Make sure he doesn't swerve into the road. You know, it's, it's just not one of those things I'm paying attention to, Kidder. It's not. So, so you're not keeping a, a daily log, not writing on your arm, like, yep, I've seen three scooters this month. <laughs> right, right. I'm not, I'm not, listen, if the government wants to give me a, a grant to go and study scooter usage in, uh, you know, the upper north. <laughs> In Great Plains, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I'll pay attention to scooters then. But uh, right yeah, now, we're going in, going into hobbies. November and December. Shit, I'll sit out on the corner with my uh, my notepad. I'll watch. It seems that no scooters were used in a six month period in Bismarck. Man, this grant was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah. But otherwise, like, you know, I have enough hobbies. I don't need to, like, sit and monitor scooter usage. Um, so I I, okay. I couldn't tell you if Razor scooters are hot or not. I no, couldn't tell you. Not so. I think they're I, pretty cool amongst the kids. But as a, a prize for some adults on a game show, I don't really think that it's an adequate prize. It's just me. They don't have to go to space camp. Like, that should be the grand prize still. But. You know, a razor scooter. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the, the sad thing is, it, it, I haven't watched any of the uh, the new Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, but you would have thought that this could have been like a, a, a good classic because it's got that nostalgic pop. And look at what's really big right now coming off of the uh, Ninja Warrior um series out of japan that eventually then became you know american ninja warrior people love watching people run these obstacle courses right and truthfully it, it, i think everybody can agree the best part of legends of the hidden temple was always the temple run um it definitely wasn't the history because boy as a history teacher going back and watching that show it's like oh there's some there's some inaccuracies in this thing, um, you, know, us, you know, but that aside, everybody I know always wanted to run the temple. That was the part. And you know what? You could have done something with this show that maybe, yeah, it was much more of an obstacle course, you know, not quite American Ninja Warrior, which is much more about 
you know, peak fitness um, and grip strength, you know, but have some of these puzzles and the guards and things like that. You know, maybe you had to learn a legend and that would give you clues to how to run the temple. I mean, you could have done some really cool stuff with that and really had a hit show, even if you wanted to change the, the formula. You know, because even then, you know, you watch American Ninja Warrior, they don't dive into, like, every aspect of everybody who runs, right? You know, it's maybe the ones that get further on into the competition, sure, they'll have a bit more... But you better believe that like, there's a couple of people that, I, hey, we got Brandon from New Jersey up here. Brandon's going in. Oh, he biffed it on the first obstacle. Better luck next time, Brandon. You know, there's a few of those. Well, it's a shame because I, I grew up watching Legends of the Hidden Temple. And I, I think I've said I've only had two channels. So you might be going, but wait, Howard, how did you watch Legends of the Hidden Temple as a kid? Let me tell you, when we'd go to my grandpa my grandma's house in Sioux Falls, you, you better believe that the big thing was always to try and uh, find Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon and, uh, and watch it. I see you are sharing the new remake trailer. Why? Why do you hate me? Why are you making me watch this abomination? Kidder, what did I do to you? I have brought nothing but, but joy and happiness to your life. Oh, but here, here's where... this explains it all. Yeah. Why did you lead off with that, Kidder? It's like, of course it's not good. It's the CW doing it. Well, I suppose, but it's a CBS-led production. That's where all the money's coming from. And I know that because it's exactly like the shows I mentioned, Big Brother and The Amazing Race. Now, I'm, I'm showing all of this because it looks sweet, doesn't it? Like, it looks really cool. And... I cannot Actually, think oh, what you think it looks, Actually, it looks like really bad CGI. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. So that version of Olmec is not, you know, the final Olmec. So that not cool, but there there's Olmec and there's, there's the host. So, so there you go. The, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name, but the original voice of Olmec has returned. So he is voicing Olmec again. And so you have the let's rock, you know, the the original what made Legends of the Hidden Temple aside from the games. But what you're seeing in, in this commercial basically is kind of the entire show. Yeah, sweet. Now we're going to dissect what we did and complain and, and then talk about how we had like all kinds of things happened to us when we grew up in our entire life story. It, it doesn't matter for, for the show. You just do the show and the temple itself is really cool. And, and of course, you know, there's the, the original legends of the hidden temple, right? Like going back in time to, Super cheap production, but look at that Kirk Fogg coming in out of nowhere from from the Kirk Fogg lair high above the temple, coming in to rock these kids' world <laughs> with their elbow pads and their cheap gold helmets and the the purple parrots right there. Yeah, silver snakes, baby! 
and and I don't remember uh, you know which episode that this is uh, showing, but I can guarantee that the Silver Snakes were probably in the finals or they won this one because <laughs> they kick ass. But you know, look, okay, here's here's the teams. You're fighting over the pennant of life. There it is, and he's explaining the basis of the show. Like, look, you got these these simple games, right? I get, you know, they're for kids. Like, I get it. But going into the temple, there's the temple. Bam. How quickly it is. There it is. Ready to roll. And it's it's not the same. Then, then you get this. Again, there's the temple. Like, it's huge. This son of a bitch is huge. So they have, you know, a camera crew following you through it. And they still have the shrine of the silver monkey which is cool. And I, I will give uh, the the host credit on one that I watched because, uh, or no, no, I'm not giving the host credit because it was actually Olmec who said it. Olmec was describing the path to this shiny rooster as the, uh, the piece that you had to pick up in the temple. And he's describing the rooms of the temple as he always did through the series, as you come into this room and then you might choose to open this and go up into this room. And so he talks about going into the shrine of the silver monkey. And if you assemble that damn thing, then you can go on to whatever room. I started laughing like that's the kind of thing that's hilarious and is quality to add to the show right because it's for adults the kids aren't necessarily watching it yeah he's not really swearing because he's just saying the word damn but everybody had trouble putting the three pieces of the silver monkey together and so they're making fun of it or making light of it because we can't make fun of it so yeah like there's these obstacle courses and they're making it a little bit more challenging for adults great but in the middle of the challenge, they're interrupting with the story of story of your life. We don't need that. We don't need the story of your life. Just show us the damn show. That's what made the show half an hour in and out. You're good to go. Right. Yeah, they, they I mean, you love the show. Yeah. Well, but as I said, I haven't seen the new one, so I can't tell you just how annoying that part would be but I, I i will say i mean it's not like you need that peep that human interest story in everything uh wipeout is another great example i don't really recall them doing like a huge deep dive into the contestants on wipeout and that show does amazingly well so that's the other thing the uh, grand prize winners pick up a uh cash card through some uh, company i can't recall is a chime or i don't know whatever but there's there's a piece of the temple so you can see the crypt of the heartless and their updated map in the side you know the pit of despair which uh, was always one of the the troubling uh, areas the spider's lair you know they're trying to keep a lot of the same areas of the temple there it is there's the shrine very similar pieces like the original. There's the monkey head. <laughs> the shrine of the silver monkey. 
Uh, as they're going through some of these other you know, rooms, I should also mention that uh, there have been some articles posted that say Kirk Fogg will be utilized in some form through this season, the first season of uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple Revival, but the CW and the production company haven't released the information as to how he's going to be used. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of creepy with some of the stuff in this. I don't know. It, what as you're looking at some of the pictures of the set, uh, what's what are you thinking? What are you feeling? I don't know what you're you're going for here. I guess I was kind of wondering reaction. How much, of, <laughs> how much of this are we going to get away with before we get a copyright strike? <laughs> oh. uh, it's just a tiny screen, and we can we're the the CW logo is on there. We're we're uh, you know we're already we're giving them props for for their video on here this is a fair uh, this is a a fair usage non-licensed content because obviously we're not making money on this so you can't strike us for that and if you want to sue us you're the ones with the $25,000 at the end we we don't have that so I I just had to to make that joke though Kidder because like you'll sing like uh, like a little bit of a song, and like, please don't sue us, you know, or oh, we don't have the money. If you like, you make that joke all the time, and like, I make that joke, and you're like, well, no, no, fair use, fair use. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I'm ripping this to shreds. <laughs> yeah, no, this is I clearly just, a review function. Again, audience, you're picking up on the double standard here on the triple B, where Kidder can make a joke and no criticism. Howard no idea what you're joke, talking it's about. Like, oh. No. No idea. Old man man Kidder shows up then. (laughs) We got to be careful because we're going to lose some money on this. We don't have any money. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, Just from the screenshots and such. I don't know. I I lost interest when I saw CW. Yeah. Because we we know that the CW is kind of where things go to die. Except for, for a pen and teller fool us because... That's where it started, and it's been going for 10 seasons, and that show's awesome. But that's actually, more of a Penn and Teller show. Actually, uh, no. Penn and Teller Fool Us started in the UK. Truth In the UK? Mm-hmm. It was actually a UK show. They were mm. doing it over in England uh, mm. with uh, Jonathan Ross was the, was the host at that time. So it, it started over there, got big enough over there that it got picked up in America and they brought it over to the United States. So On the it did not, did not start at uh, the CW. Okay, in the U.S. it started on the CW. <laughs> yeah, after it was a proven concept elsewhere. Right? Yeah. So that's good. They did something right. Mm-hmm. Unlike Walker, Texas Ranger or Walker. Don't watch that show. It's a flaming dumpster fire. Well, kind of, I think we I think we've said that the CW stands for cringeworthy. So um. yeah, yeah, pretty much, we're there. But but I was more so asking of your thoughts looking at the sets and you know the production value because watching it and seeing the previews, I had very high hopes for the show, and they put a lot of money into the sets and 
all of the production that goes into it. Like, this is going to be sweet. Yeah. I was going to say, when truthfully, when I looked at the temple, and I don't know, again, glancing at screenshots, it looked like this temple is smaller than the original temple. So, like, like this one, of course, yes, has height and kind of bulk to it, but, like, it looked like it had nowhere near the rooms that the original temple had. So... I'll have yeah. to do a, a better comparison and uh, <clears throat> report back mm-hmm. next week. I, I want the full analysis. I want detailed maps. I want charts. I need dimensions, size diagrams. Yeah, this will you be your this will be your final internet now. <laughs> your whole grade depends <clears throat> on this. I'm gonna find what uh, Wikipedia has to say on it. <laughs> mm. A true tried source right here. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, where all the information comes from Wikipedia or TikTok. Just depends on who's looking at it. Overall, very disappointed. Uh, I I had a lot of uh, support for my criticisms of the show on the show's uh, Facebook page. So a lot of people are disappointed in this show as well. And uh, either they fix it or hopefully it dies a swift death. Yeah. You know, you always got to be careful when you touch people's uh, people's little nostalgia triggers. You know, we all have those things that we loved growing up and you just should always touch them. You should sometimes just let them live as they are. Uh, you know, I think about that with like the current Hollywood trend of like, we're remaking everything. It's like, why? You don't you don't need to. You know, not everything needs a sequel or reboot or or that. Come up with something new. You know, why, why don't you do that? But or a reboot of a reboot of a reboot, but then you're rebooting the original, which doesn't have anything to do with the other three reboots between those and that. Which reminds me. I have to say this because yesterday sitting uh, with with some coworkers and we were discussing uh, some movies and, and various things and somebody brought up Spider-Man and I said, I have to be completely honest. I hate Spider-Man and two of the three other people in the room gasped. <laughs> One of them being our 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 mutual acquaintance here mm. <clears throat> and avid viewer slash listener of this show so thanks for joining us again for this episode and immediately when they gasped i said what did i strike a chord i'm going to use this as content for the show so thank you for that <laughs> they're like why do you hate spider-man i'm like i never liked spider-man i think he's stupid I don't like Spider-Man. And on top of it, I don't like Spider-Man. And then we remake Spider-Man. And then another year passes, we remake Spider-Man. And then let's recast Spider-Man. And let's go do an origin story of Spider-Man. And then recast Spider-Man again. And then have a sequel and a sequel and a sequel. But then we're going to redo it again. No. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's dive into this. Let's have a little bit of debate. So, Kidder, what, um, is, it that you, what is it that you dislike about Spider-Man? What do you have against the character and such? Let's start with the character. Let's not just, worry about the movies and the reboots. Uh, the character. Yeah. What is it that doesn't uh, appeal to you about the character? 
I, I guess uh, I just think it's kind of boring. Like you can shoot webs out of your out of your hand. Like uh, you got some sticky icky problems. I just think it's dumb. I know okay. there's a lot of other DC and Marvel characters out there that are equally dumb, but um, there's some that are a lot worse, actually. But yeah, correct. And I think those are dumb too. <laughs> you go ahead and name some, and I'll agree with you that they're dumb. <laughs> God, I don't even want to go into some of them because again, that's nah, into politics let's, and current events. Um, let's let's just not because we, yeah. we we just talked a little bit about about like DC versus Marvel and how DC is stuck in their original writing, but Marvel has adapted to today or more so for today, so it kind of fits. I kind of agree with that to some degree because there's there's a little bit of that. Uh, Hey, Clark Kent's here. Say, yeah. Clark. Uh, no, or, I, I, or child Bruce. <laughs> I would disagree with that uh, statement. Name, I think name DC your second had, child Bruce. Yeah. I, okay. I'll come back to Spider-Man, but let me let me touch on this point. I I disagree with you. I do think that DC has written stuff more modern. The problem with DC is that most of the characters are just so gosh darn goody goody that you know there, there's nothing to really enjoy how do you get behind a character like superman who really has no flaws period like like the most interesting storyline that i know of really with superman is actually a spin-off that was done by nether realms for the video game injustice which was this whole idea of uh, Superman. Okay, I'm gonna spoil a little bit of Injustice, but it's old enough you should know. Um, the premise of Injustice is that the Joker kills Superman's wife and unborn child, and because of that, Superman basically says, "You know, all of these villains that we have refused to kill, and we just lock up, and they escape, and they do this again and again, no more." And he kills the Joker. And he basically says, listen, I'm the strongest thing here on earth. I'm inserting my will. You will all do this and we will have peace, period. And that's an interesting story because it's this interesting story of this guy who has always stood for truth, justice, and the American way being twisted. Batman is about the best character in DC because... He's at least got tragedy. He's got flaws. He's not a perfect character. Uh, so he's actually the only character I really like in DC is, is Batman, if I'm being honest. So I, I would say that they have moved with the times. I just think, though, that their characters are weaker. I think Marvel has stronger characters where characters are stronger. Let's take Spider-Man. The original Spider-Man, starting at the beginning, this is a, a kid, and we can all remember how hard it was in high school to balance, you know, work and school and the social life. Now, if you add being a superhero on there and, it, you know, this story of him, you know, it's like, well, hey, I got these superpowers. This is cool. I should be able to make money with it, but I'm not going to be a superhero. And now my uncle's dead, and I've learned a valuable lesson that if I don't use my powers for good, you know, I'm going to let bad things happen. I have to live with those consequences. And that's truthfully what makes Spider-Man an interesting character is 
it's the fact that it's this teenager who has these powers and he's trying to juggle. I have to stop this guy from destroying the world. But at the same time, my aunt needs me and I have to be there for her. And it's, he's got that constant conflict of those two sides. And that's what makes him interesting. Plus he's got a really great rogues gallery. Um, <laughs> Somebody I else have. can deal with it. He needs to go to school and deal with his aunt. Yeah. I, but it's, that's what I, you know, like I, I enjoy Spider-Man. I like him, but that, that's the big thing. And I, you know, it, it, it really is a, a kid and it depends on which version you look at, whether he actually shoots the webs out of there. Most of the classic version is he actually wears a device and he makes his own basically sticky stuff. They got it right in the amazing Spider-Man. So the Andrew Garfield movies where it was a device and he had triggers and such, um, which was always great because he could run out of his web stuff at the worst possible time. And that could be a problem too. So that that's what makes Spider-Man interesting. It's that balance of being a kid and a superhero and all of that. That's where that gets interesting. As for like 10,000 reboots, that's just Sony trying desperately to hold on to the license. That's what that is. But it is a good character. I enjoy Spider-Man. He's got And I'm glad that you enjoy him. I'm glad that you enjoy him. I'm glad that other people enjoy him. Just not for me. You're missing out, man. I'm just maybe not missing the time that I would have to put into all that garbage. I'll put it into something else, like creating new merch for the store. <laughs> oh no! Like I would, uh, I would recommend for you. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a suggestion, and I would suggest you uh, go out and find and uh, watch Into the Spider Verse, which was an animated Spider-Man movie that came out uh, a couple years ago. Now uh, it features Spider Ham. He's in there, so there's some mm. good comedy. Um, and such. It's a good movie. I would recommend it. It's a little bit different take on Spider-Man because it's the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Hmm. I would say, I'd say, give it a try. Enjoy it. You know, I might. It's, it's, it's good. It's really I good. Probably won't because I'm going to be busy with Star Trek. <laughs> You've seen all of Star Trek. There is no really good new Star Trek. Premiered yesterday, brand new series, Star Trek Prodigy. Saw an ad, not impressed. Yeah, not impressed with the animation? Yeah. Or what? It just, I don't know, it didn't appeal to me. Mm. So the interesting thing about it is the, and I I have watched the pilot of the uh, series, you know, episode one. And it's an interesting take on Star Trek because it's not the traditional Star Trek, if you will, because it starts out from people who have no idea about anything other than where they are, right? They're, they're in the, the Delta Quadrant somewhere. They have no clue that the Federation exists. They don't know what it is. They don't know Starfleet. And um, it starts out in a prison camp. So, very interesting and uh, an introduction into Star Trek and Starfleet and the Federation and that sort of thing. And uh, some of the aliens and 
um, various various things that happen in the Star Trek universe. So I'm interested to see how it plays out, <clears throat> how the season arc turns out. You know, it looks pretty good. You know, the animation is good. Um, couple spoilers, I guess, to some degree that have been broadcast everywhere already is that Kate Mulgrew has reprised her role as Captain Catherine Janeway. And uh, she first shows up at the end of the first episode as hologram. And apparently later in the season at some point, uh, Robert Beltran has reprised his role as Chicote, who was the first officer of USS Voyager, a former Maquis member. If you remember that from Star Trek Voyager. So I'm interested to see where it goes, how it goes, how it develops. So we'll, We'll see. I'll give you updates as we continue. I think there's only 10 episodes. I'm not completely sure, but this crap about making a season of television and it's 10 episodes. That's terrible. It's stupid. Same thing with Doctor Who. The uh, new season premieres Sunday at 1.25 in the afternoon because it's airing live in England. So it'll be the start of uh, Jodie Whittaker's final season as the doctor. 10 episodes. Really? Uh, I'll also mention that in three weeks, the new season of Star Trek discovery starts. So yeah, I'll be busy with Star Trek. (laughs) Ah, you got time for a, short animated movie maybe how long is it oh you don't have to actually look for the full length you can guesstimate Uh, i don't know if we're we're quite known yet for our full accuracy on this show but that'd be cool (laughs) hey future howard tries man he he constantly Mm -hmm. is trying having to put stuff in here Uh, hey hey it's airing Saturday, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. on FX. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And if you miss it then, it's on Sunday, 7.30 a.m. So uh, so, so set your DVR. I know you have one. <laughs> Tell my secrets. Yeah, you know, it's, I think yeah, most people know by the way that we uh, end all... Uh, wrestling. Uh, it's an hour and 56 minutes. Two hours? So it's like a four-hour FX movie? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but you'll fast-forward through the commercials. Or maybe it's on one of the streaming apps. And then I don't have to sit there and yawn through the whole thing. <clears throat> That's good. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. That's good. I hope so, I guess, if I get around to watching it it's got nicholas cage in it how could it not be good nicholas cage is in it huh plays one of the spider-men it's got john mulvaney in it as well if not i know a certain co-worker of yours who will uh probably pester you about it <laughs> you know who you are we'll That's, here, here's a here's a an assignment from your old boss get your new boss to watch <laughs> <Spider-Man>. <laughs> 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 
The uh, the funny thing about that is in the comments, he was calling out the gentleman from Indiana. So we have other show, <laughs> we have other viewers of this show along for the ride, commenting and calling him out as well. So it's not even just the two of us anymore calling him out. There's other people who don't even know him calling him out. What the hell, man? What the hell? Well, I, you know, it means one of two things. Either one, everybody's tired of us talking about the gentleman from Indiana, or two, they're just all like, who is this guy? You know, um, pushing for it, you know, wanting Mysterious. to finally get him on the show and avoiding us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do understand he's been busy. He just moved. Did you uh, you want to give us uh, an update on what's happening in your cave of wonder, the Howard's cave of wonder? Well, you know, it's, I been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, well, and you know, um, I, I know. Of course, we're recording this, so here we go. Some time travel stuff. The time that we're recording this, you know, like is the week that hey, the second episode should have dropped, and there was no second episode. Um, mostly again. Howard was sick and didn't feel like editing. So, um, stand by it. Well, you'll already know at this point what it comes out, but uh, I'm hoping to launch it sometime this weekend. So, there will be a second episode. It's coming. It's coming. Um, and I have more stuff. Uh, stifling a cough over here. <clears throat> Fighting through it. He's, we're gonna we're gonna power through this. Okay, you go ahead and mute and you start coughing that some bitch out. I'll cover for you so that I don't have to start coughing as well, because that's also a possibility that I might start hacking up because it's been a while since I've had something to drink. I'm clearly getting tired. <laughs> you are. You're fading fast. Um but it's uh I, I think it'll be good. I'm really hoping that people will make some comments about what they would like to see and such. Um, Cause there, there's some stark differences between uh, the two episodes. The first episode is much more of a vlog style. Um, the second episode is a bit of a unboxing, but it's not like, Hey guys, I'm going to un unbox the newest game from so-and-so it's, it's Hey, here's the last hobby box that I have, or at least the last box I have that's labeled hobbies. Um, it would just be interesting to see what people think of that and what they want to know um, and see more of. So and I have a couple other things that are going to go up if I can find the time to edit them. So there's that. But I, I wanted to talk about a few things from the gaming world um, and such. Uh, I don't know how long... So by the time this comes out, it may be too late, but you might be able to late pledge. However, I'm telling you now because it comes out on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday, Kidder, of uh, this next week, uh, Monster Apocalypse goes live on Kickstarter. So I've mentioned it on the show here before. It's a small uh, skirmish battle game where you play kaiju uh, battling it out over a city, much like the movie Pacific Rim. So, if you ever wanted One Pacific Rim watched. the board game, uh, Monster Apocalypse is coming to Kickstarter November 2nd. Uh, there will probably have already been a post on the uh, Beer Blues and BS 
uh, Facebook page letting you know. But uh, this is it's for a particular someone who seems to be a fan of this uh, particular movie and thinks that you know all of the hosts of this show should have seen this movie. Um, hey, here's a board game coming out that's right along those lines. Um, and I've seen so, it, for the record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of you them. You have. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've I seen it. I, I, I see it sitting right on that shelf. Mm. Right there. Mm. With a spotlight right on it. So that it's highlighted. I softballed that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, you know, Google's <laughs> going to have censored all of that because that was all sound effect noises. So. Oh. Yeah, I was doing the classic, you know, the baseball, you know, knock and cheering of the hmm. crowd. But... Okay. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going for. We'll see if Google got it, if we got it through on either end. But... We'll try and so push the, it through. So there's that. Um, one thing that, you know, Kidder, I, I talked about, and it'll be in Howard's Cave of Wonders, was, you know, me doing the whole Bones inventory uh, well, that's all done, and uh, <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. I, I actually kid her, and hey, I'll have it on the show. A little segment here of Howard's Here Wonder. I actually got my uh, replacement figures in the uh, in the mail uh, just recently. So they replaced three of the four figures that had problems, and then they sent me because the one figure was a larger figure. They just sent me the missing piece. So, got that. And then the other big thing that I was missing was the uh, luck dice that was in there. So, I got my dice. So, not only did I finish the inventory, but I've gotten them missing pieces and such. So, thank you, Reaper Miniatures, for that. And fast service on that. So, wanted to give that. Uh, and they are, unfortunately, by the time everybody here's this the pledge manager is once again closed so if you had wanted to get in on some of the bones five goodness sorry it's too late now but there's a sixth one in the works Uh, yeah there there is there is i hate to bring it up because um one it's like i just got five so i'm not really ready for six um but also there's a lot of we talked about this, uh, Kidder, in episode uh, 31 about how you get like these small fan bases that are like, we really have to have this in a Kickstarter. So the, the big ones that have been going on for um, six, and as I said, six hasn't even really officially been announced, but we keep hearing like people keep clamoring they want a lighthouse, they want a whale. They want a goose with a knife. I don't know why they want these things. Um, But they keep calling for them, and I'm afraid that they might actually get some of these because that's how we ended up with the the pirate ship. Those people started clamoring for a pirate ship, and then they made it happen. So Hmm. we'll see. Um, But yeah, there is a sixth one coming it can take its time though could be a while i'd be okay with that Uh, well the real question would you be getting six 
Sounds like uh, and looks like he can neither confirm nor deny these nor any other allegations at this time. I mean, you better believe I'm going to be looking at it, but, uh, you know, no promises at the moment. No promises. I'm sure we'll talk more about it when it gets launched and out there. So, but a couple other things. One of these was a news story that you shared with me, Kidder, which I thought was funny. Um, But you had (laughs) shared an article with me about, well, just why? What are you doing reading RPG news? You know, I've never known you to be an RPG player. Not let alone as Star Wars RPG. That's just showing you the level of how much I care. Yeah, it just makes me worried that you're going to eventually find out that there's a Star Trek RPG out there. Oh, I already know. (laughs) That it comes with figures. Mm -hmm. You gave me one. No, no, I haven't. The uh, the set. These are the like. This is like Picard and Riker and. Warp and Jordy. Oh, Wolf. this is this is that other RPG, right? You you gave me a figure from a different RPG that's a Star I, Trek. Uh, I gave you, I think it's the Enterprise from the Star Trek version of Attack Wing, is what I gave you. Mm-hmm. I know what I gave you. It's right over I, there. I I, right, I keep right slowly, about right about there. <laughs> keep slowly trying to put geeky stuff into you know maybe suck you into this hobby space some. <laughs> Out of space. <laughs> a lot of space. Oh, I know you got rooms in your basement that are. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You too could have a cave of wonder. Um. Anyway, uh, yes, it was announced that there's going to be a new Star Wars RPG, um, which is something I kind of expected to happen. Um, Fantasy Flight Games, who made the last Star Wars RPG. Uh, which actually I have the uh, the three core books of uh, up here. So we have Edge of the Empire, uh, Age of Rebellion, and then uh, Force and Destiny. So the white, the red, and the, the black, um, which were all kind of interesting books. Edge of the Empire was more of your thieves, scoundrels, bounty hunters. It's kind of what you played. Uh, Age of Rebellion was your military. So if you wanted to... to really be in like the military rebels versus imperials there you go force and destiny was your uh, force powers and if you want to be a jedi and kind of have those sorts of adventures um and this was produced by fantasy flight games it's a wonderful wonderful system um i have ran a campaign in each of those in fact i had a small group and in fact hey kidder here, here you you can you can Poke our, our shared co-worker now. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually played in the campaign uh, mm-hmm. with us for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he actually was in this, but it was a three-year campaign, and each su- I would do it over the summer, and each summer I did a different uh, we did a different core book and such, and it all tied together in one very long, big, epic story. It was a lot of fun a lot of good times, a lot of good moments from it. Um, anyway, Fantasy Flight Games, when they were bought out by Asmodee uh, Games, which is a much larger company, Asmodee has been kind of taking and moving stuff around. So they took Star Wars Legion, which is a um, skirmish 
war game set in the Star Wars universe and gave that over to Atomic Mass Games, who also make Atomic Mass Proto or uh, make Atomic Mass Marvel Crisis Protocol, which we've talked about on the show as well. Um, it's kind of one of those, oh, you guys are doing our 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 war games, so you guys get Legion, so that goes over there. They've taken this the RPG side of the Star Wars license and they've given it over to, I believe, Edge is the new company. And they're working on this new RPG. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. The Fantasy Flight one was very good. The only real critique was that it had kind of a weird um, and somewhat complicated uh, dice pool system that could kind of mess with people. Um, in fact, for us in our group to play it, I actually had to make uh, handouts in order for us to be able to do uh, things like combat and such. So here's the the combat handout. And it this was basically my little assembling the dice pool kind of thing that you would kind of work through and all of the fun things that I had to keep track of. Um, this was a really good chart, and I've had many of the people who played with me uh, who have gone on to run this game on their own ask me, like, hey, you uh, you got that chart? I could, uh, could I borrow that? It, it, anyway, a lot of fun. It'll be interesting to see what this new system is. And then uh, one last bit of gaming news, and then I'll move off this topic so that kid, I don't put Kidder to sleep. Wow. <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, I, I want to talk about one of um, my current favorite games. It's probably on the top of my list and, and some of the problems I've been having with it recently. And this just goes to show why some companies, you shouldn't keep everything a secret. Uh, that game is actually also over my shoulder. I decorated, you know, so I had things I could point at. Um, it's a uh, game from uh, Fantasy Flight Games called Arkham Horror, and it's the Arkham Horror Living Card Game. Uh, Kidder, have you ever heard of a living card game before? Mm, it's possible. Uh, I'm sure that uh, as you start describing it, I might go, yeah, or I'll be like, nah. Well, let me tell you, Kidder, I think you would enjoy a living card game format because uh, back in the day, back in high school, uh, we both did play Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Magic the Gathering was a uh, collectible card game. So you would go and you would buy your booster pack. You'd open it up and you would get a random selection of cards. So you, you couldn't ever guarantee that you would get the cards that you want. You were kind of just doomed to whatever you, you got or could trade for or buy at whatever rate people were uh, charging. A living card game, instead of that, there is new content that comes out. Uh, um, Fantasy Flight Games would do it every month. They would release a new pack of cards. And if you bought that pack, you got all of the cards that were in that release. So you, you didn't have to buy multiple packs. You just had to go out, buy your set, and boom, you have your cards that you need to play the game. So that's why it's a living card game. New content constantly being released, but you could always get it. So Arkham Horror, the living card game, is a a wonderful um, narrative game. You build a deck of cards. 
uh, that is your basically your investigator. And it has all sorts of skills and tools and allies and things like that in this deck. And then you basically get dropped into a Lovecraftian horror story and you use your cards to basically make your way through this story. Very good. Um, it's the kind of thing that you can't talk too much about because spoilers are a big thing uh, in the community for people who play this game. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I want to play more of it. And I kind of fell behind on the, a lot of the releases, but I, I have the core set, which is up there, and I actually have two copies of it because at the time you needed two copies to be able to play four players and, and such. And then usually they would release a deluxe expansion, and I have one of those up there. The Path to uh, Carcosa is up there. And then they would release these individual modular packs. So each one was a new part of the story. So, Kidder, I decided here recently, I'm like, you know what? I want to add to my collection. I want to kind of try to complete the next cycle, the Path to, to Carcosa cycle. And I, I ordered the Path to Carcosa uh, Deluxe expansion. Got that. I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start trying to find these, these module packs. And, and, and damn it, I can only find like one of them, like still in print or anywhere. And I'm digging. I'm digging all over the web. You know, I'm going to all the stores I normally go to. I even looked at eBay. I looked at Amazon. Could not get it. I even had one spot where I thought I got it. And they uh, they had to re refund my money and say, mm, sorry, uh, there was an error in our system. We don't actually have a copy. So I've been trying to get it's this. Like, isn't it? It's like finding an Xbox Series X or a PS5. Well, it it's... It's more like if you what's a great way to put it? It'd be like if you had, if you found like a, a copy of the original Halo and it had the first two levels and that's it. Like and you had to go out and find the individual levels and you just weren't there. You know, so I've been struggling to do this. Struggling terrible. Do, <laughs> yeah. I mean it is it well it's extremely frustrating because it's like, right, I have the first two levels, um, and the one pack I was able to find. You know, so it's like I got a little bit of it. Man, what am I, you know, what am I going to do with this? Um, so I actually I took the last um, expansion that came out and I found one place where I could buy the deluxe expansion and all the packs. I'm like, yes, please, just I'll take all of that. So I have that set. Um, and recently fantasy flight games announced hey we're going to uh we're going to release a revised core set and basically make it so that you only need the one core set to play four players so basically take two core sets and combine okay cool that's great um and then they announced that the next expansion was going to have two boxes you're going to have this basically the investigator cards all in one box for the entire cycle so you would only need to buy that to have all the investigator stuff and then they would have the story box and they would have all the story cards so two boxes and you would have that entire cycle well that's great but you know what fantasy flight failed to do they failed to say 
hey guys, not only are we doing this from now on and make this the new uh, way that you collect your sets, um, we're going to go back and reprint all of the old expansions and such in this format. So, it means, Gitter, I will eventually complete my Path of Carcosa set. I just have to wait for them to get there at that point. But it would have been nice to know that they were doing this when they announced, because I knew about the revised course set a while ago, because when they announced that, I'm like, oh, that's about when it kicked in. Like, I really should start picking that up again now that I've moved. And uh, it's like, man, it would be nice if they would have said, because I even looked at the, the, the newest expansion, Edge of the Earth. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I like that they're doing it this way from now on. It'd be really cool if they would have said, and we're doing this from now on. Or we're going to go back and reprint the old ones, because that would have saved me a lot of searching and headaches on it. But needless to say... So now I'm guessing your best bet is to go to eBay and try and find cards or sets uh, that you're missing that would be much higher priced than just going out to buy the starter kit. Well, I just got to wait for them to re re-release the expansion sets so i will end up with some duplicate cards but meh, it'll be okay all right orion is uh sitting next to our crest over there he's, he was he's now, on it. he's now a, yes. yeah he's a little to a, a little to the left there Orion. Yeah. back back the other way orion left left can you can you put it back to the left please you see Huh? Yeah, he's no, working. no, 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 that, that's too far to right. Too far down on the other way. Yeah, other way. You got to go to the other side of Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that side. Can you, here's, yeah, here's, yeah, that side. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's too no, much. Too, too. That's, no, that's too much. <laughs> uh, okay, it's, it's good. It's good now. It's, it, <laughs> well, We've officially jumped jumped the shark. <laughs> I just want to say, Kidder, um, I know it's kind of hard to see the crest in the background, but you know, there, there's two sides. There's a bear and a, a bison on there. Uh, you know, and uh, I forget, and I could go get better? the reference book um, because the symbology in there is all tied to actual um, the symbology from Coat of Arms. I forget what the bear stands for, but the bear is uh, to represent you. I'm the bison on that one. And uh, I just had to laugh that, you know, Orion was kicking the crap out of the bear on there. Uh, he was giving it to both sides. He, he was an equal opportunist uh, pawing session there so he was giving I, he was giving both sides a business i just i just want to know what what would you what did you upset a riot i think he he just you know we're, we've been doing this show for a while here and uh he figured the best way to get both of our attention was to go go get the crest i don't know well uh i guess in that case kidder we've been talking for quite a while um I guess it's time for us to wrap this up. <sighs> well, 
I guess if you say it's time, then let's make it that time for some cheap plugs. A couple things just uh, to spout off right here at the top. We would certainly appreciate for you, our faithful listener or viewer, to join us all over the place. First of all, there's Facebook. You can follow the show and like us right there and get some episodes and find out what's happening with your good brothers right there. Uh, Also, our home on the internet is beerbluesbs.com. That's a fantastic place to stay connected with the show because you get our podcasts listed on there. The new episodes show up as they are released. You can also get the links to our social media page like Facebook, as I just mentioned. Also, the YouTube page where all of these videos are streaming. And if you're watching this right now, thanks for streaming it because we appreciate it. Hey, below right here, you want to click the thumbs up. That would be pretty sweet. And the the subscribe button that's right about right about over here and click that too. That'd be that'd be awesome. You don't have to get notifications. That's okay. We're giving you new content all the time because uh, we love having an excuse to get together and BS about pretty much anything and everything. And uh, so, yeah, beerbluesbs.com. That's our uh, home in cyberspace, beerbluesbs.com. If you would check it out, click the merch button. You never know what you're going to find on there. Some new merch popping up here and there. So check it out. Shirts, glasses, blankets, artwork for for the wall, things like that. All kinds of cool stuff on there. Beerbluesbs.com. If you want to take us with you wherever you go with the audio version, listen to us while you're driving around. Well, you can certainly do that as well on all of your favorite podcast listening places. We are pretty much everywhere from Android podcasts that's on Google to the Apple podcasts on your iOS, Spotify. We're on there. You can get notifications every time a new episode is dropped. Also on Pandora and iHeartRadio, just to name the major ones out there. And then you can tune into Stitcher FM and uh, a few of the other ones that are out there. I just got to go back to the list over here to make sure that I don't forget about any of them. You know, like Amazon Music or Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, IMDB, Player FM. You know, there's a couple of them on there. Just want to make sure we get those mentioned on our plugs as well, because you can listen to this show right there on that site. And uh, the the source forum is Podbean. Just go to podbean.com and uh, search for Beer Blues and BS. Or like I mentioned before, the better way and quicker way is just to go to our homepage in cyberspace, beerbluesbs.com. And of course, the link to our website is in the show notes, so you don't even have to uh, remember that and then uh, go search for it later because it's down below in the show notes. So for that, I think we have conquered enough topics for this week, so we'll hold the rest for next week. We'll try and figure it out. Have some more fun for Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Hitter. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Beer, Blues and BS. Go Avs! Go Sue, hopefully your glass is never empty. Keep that some bitch at least half full. 
Free beer tomorrow, and as always, we'll catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. So have a good one, and we'll see you on the next episode. Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Zahawid Booze has joined. Nope. Can't hear mm. you. I'm not sure. You didn't mute me, did you? <laughs> no, but I hear you now. <laughs> Okay. And I, I can't tell you what I fixed, but you know what, Kidder? This just explains, like, my night as it has occurred. Because, like... This is good, huh? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me rant here for a little bit, because I'm coming into the show a little hot. <laughs> okay. I kid good. you not. I ate, no, not like, good, but... 8.30, I sit down for dinner, because yeah. Lefty got home late, because for some friggin' reason, like... Somebody placed like a 12 burger order at five guys. So we had to wait oh. for them before we got ours. <clears throat> so like 830 before I had dinner, had to scarf down my food. Five guys, I don't know why. Usually they're pretty decent, but they like I had like black burnt bacon on my burger. Like it was black, man. <sighs> That's shitty. Just oh yeah. I mean it's just like, well, great, like half bacon on my burger. I mean, you could eat it, but why ruin the rest of the burger? So you had to pick all of that off. I get done eating at 8.55. Race down to the basement here. I had already, I had packed up my stuff. Like my podcast stuff had been packed up for a project that I was supposed to do this week, but I will talk about on the show. So I had to like, I'm like quickly scrambling to set up lights. I, at the same time, I'm, setting up the meeting i send you that link i get everything up and going you know I'm like okay this is great i get the run sheet pulled up i'm like all right this is good i should be able to enjoy i had a shake from five guys junior is patiently waiting like he's because we share the shake and he's like shake i see you have it i want it finish this up old man get this stuff set up so we can have shake so i'm working i'm trying to get this all done and the last thing I do is like, well, let's cl you know close any other Windows programs, things like that. One of the things I have up is the stupid Logitech 
software I downloaded to try and run my camera. It's the second software because the first software wasn't compatible with this camera, even though it says it's compatible with this camera. It's not compatible with this camera. So I downloaded the second one. So it's sitting there and it's like, hey, it's finished. I'm like, great. I hit finished. After I hit finished, you know what? You know, I see that at the very bottom of the little tiny print, like two little check boxes. One's like, we'll restart later. And the other one is, we'll restart now. Guess which one was selected? Let's restart do it now. now. Do it so now. My, my computer decides, let's restart. <laughs> and of course, being a dinosaur, it's like, I'm going to be really slow to open up. It's like, <sighs> ah. So I finally get it up. I'm like, okay. You know, and it, it took a while. At the same time, my phone dies. So you sent me a text like, hey, I'm in the meeting. Where are you? And my phone goes, hey, you want to respond to this? Nope, sorry. I'm tired. It goes to bed. I finally get into my, you know, into the Howard Blues <clears throat> email account. I'm like, okay. I, I go to my sent file, which this is all taking a while because my computer is so like, this is, uh, yeah. Uh. going to be a so, bit, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I finally get to my sent file. I pull up. You know, like the meeting, I click the meeting link and it's like, all right, hey, it starts going to join meeting. I'm pulling up the run sheet. I pop and back. Then, it's like, it's like yeah, ready Chris to join. Bushman. I'm like, yes. And then it pops up and it goes, you're going to need permission to get in. I'm like, why am I going to need permission? I'm the guy who set this up. And I look at it I'm like, oh, it's my main personal name account. Frog uh, account. So I have to quickly reset that. And then I get in here and what's happening? For some reason, Boom. Google's like, hey, you know how much you guys would like to talk to each other and rant and ramble and all of that? No. Not going to happen today. We're going to sit here and have like 10 minutes of you guys scrambling to get sound. So that's what it took to get here. And yes, Kidder, I'm putting all of this in behind the curtain because people need to know just how damn hard it is sometimes to pull this show together. Technology is <sighs> awesome. Yeah. To fit in with that, I discovered as I was watching a bunch of the old episodes that for the past four weeks or five, uh, after I did an update, the webcam mic was set to default, even though it said that it was this microphone. So my audio sounded like shit. Yeah. Thanks, little assholes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So now that I actually sound normal again, and uh, instead of uh, I kind of talking like this, and and that for for my reason, I'm, I'm peeking out because I'm five feet from the microphone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First mm -hmm. world problems. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There was a a lovely rant to uh, start our evening. <laughs>